Um, we are actually down to our last two numbers Bible studies. Um, today is chapter 32, and if that could be uh, put on chat, it's a long chapter. And then the next, next study will do 34, but kind of also do some um, wrap up. I encourage you to review your favorite chapters, whatever notes uh, you want, so that you could share next, and next time about what some of your favorite passages were. But today is chapter 32, and it's, uh, you know, after our, our challenging study last time, Hopefully it was, uh, uh, you know, you got you benefited from it, but when they were asked to, uh, you know, take revenge on the Midianites and, and all that. Um, today, uh, it's um, kind of an inheritance matter, but I think it touches on kind of intent and communication and all that. So I think it actually has pretty broad application. So um, let's uh, have everyone. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty long. So please read chapter 32 to yourself, and then uh, we could have some study questions. All right. Um, so the Israelites have been, uh, it's taken them 40 years to finally get to uh, their location, which was uh, east of the Jordan River. The Jordan River formed the eastern boundary of the land of Canaan, which God had promised as an inheritance to Abraham and his descendants. And uh, the Israelites, if you recall, had um, started being victorious in military battles, and they had defeated some of the Amorite um, kingdoms, the King Og and King Sion. Uh, they had pretty substantial land uh, east of the Jordan. And this is the land which we will call either Gilead or Transjordan, right? But it's not Canaan proper but it's uh, contiguous, right, to uh, Canaan. Uh, and Jordan River is, is the boundary. Well, the, the two tribes, Gad and Reuben, they're the main um, tribes here in this story. Uh, they look at the land and see that it's uh, uh, kind of attractive to them because uh, they have a lot of livestock and the land is good for that. So they uh, wonder, or they are interested in uh, whether God would permit, Moses and God would permit them to take their inheritance, not in Canaan officially, but next to Canaan, right, in the Transjordan or uh, in, um, the tra in Transjordan. So um, that's the substance of our story here of the narrative, uh, the dialogue. Uh, that goes back and forth between um, the leaders of Gad and Reuben. Uh, later, Manasseh kind of becomes also part of this, but I don't think they're significant. They don't play a significant role here. Um, and Moses, right? So my first question that I'd like us to kind of consider together is, um, do you think it is appropriate to, quote, deviate, unquote, from God's revealed plan, uh, similar to the request made by the tri tribes of Gad and Reuben, right? God wanted everybody in Canaan, but Gad and Reuben, uh, they were wondering if there could be a modification right, to the plan. What concerns, if any, should, be, should we be cautious about? So if it's appropriate, what are some pitfalls 
to be uh, wary of. So uh, yeah, any anybody can weigh in on this uh, either uh, verbally or in the chat. Right, we have a, a, a thought from the law chat, law square or rectangle. It's okay to ask. Is it okay to ask in all circumstances or in limited circumstances? I think it's okay to ask in any circumstance, but don't uh, expect a, a you know, the, don't expect that you'll get your way. Okay, so if, if it's clear, right, if God says, I want you to do A, it's okay to say, uh, like, can I do B, even if it contradicts A? I think so. Okay, Matt brings up the, I think an important word, motives. Elaborate, Matt. Why do you think that is kind of a, um, a potentially uh, tricky part? Um, I think because they have to kind of see if what they're doing is actually dictated by wanting to do God's will, or is it just because they see that, okay, we can get this land right away. We can, you know, take our inheritance right away. And I feel like they only threw in that, oh, we're willing to go over after Moses reacted the way he did, because they could have just said, oh, can we have this land, but we're going to, you know, go over with you also. It was more like, can we have this land and then see what Moses said, but okay, because he's overreacting or he's reacting kind of negatively, we'll just agree to go. So it doesn't seem like they were planning to go until Moses reacted that way. Right, good. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of that interaction with Moses is gonna be um, uh, very, very important. I think like you, like you said, I think it helps us understand or kind of figure out what's going on. But if we kind of took the general picture first, like why are motives important in the question about whether it's okay to ask or not? To me, I think it's important because if you're asking God because uh, of the wrong motives, um, I think that would potentially disqualify or is uh, an occasion when it's not okay to ask. Right? So for example, in the book of James, right? He says that um, you guys are fighting, you guys are, are coveting and you're quarreling and you're driven by your sinful desires. Um, and you want something, but you don't ask God. But when you do ask God, he doesn't give it to you because of the wrong motives, right? So I think the reason why the tribes ask so the fact that they ask is good. I, I think I'm, I, I concur with, with the opinion that, you know, God wants us to communicate with him. And if we don't know for sure, or if we want clarity, um, you know, we should feel free to ask. But if we are driven by something ulterior, something um, that is impure, right, then I think we are treading on dangerous ground so if it's a genuine motive like you don't know or it's consistent with what god wants 
then I would say, well, I think that is an appropriate question. But if you're doing this to get out of something, if you're doing this because you want to thwart God's will, if you're doing this out of purely selfish reasons, then I don't think it's appropriate to deviate right from God's plan. So, yeah, feel free to uh, respond to that. Or, or yeah, Joe has a question, raised her little hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually still... Um agree with Tony I think regardless of motives it's still okay to ask I the reason why I say that is like uh, when uh, God really wanted Moses to go to Israel and lead them I mean, go to Egypt and lead the Israelites out he actually said can you please send someone else I mean God got angry at him for saying that but um I think it's okay to ask but when God tells you no you still you have to go if the final, if the conclusion is you obey, I, I think it's okay to ask. But see, that's not in all, in my mind, in all circumstances, blanket uh, sanction to do that. I think you're saying, I'm asking this with the genuine desire to do, to obey whatever you say. To me, that uh, allows that to be maybe more acceptable. But if, if we are doing something that is, you know, completely devious, I think the propriety issue would trip me up. So I'm not saying, is it like, should we ask or, um, you know, is God going to punish us? I'm saying, I, I guess my question was more about the, the propriety of it. And to me, if our motives are, are evil or they're sinister, or they're disingenuous. I'm not sure that I would bless that just for the sake of inquiry. To me, Moses's motive was um, a little bit more innocent. He, he was really struggling with God. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe that was uh, welcome or that was God used that even though he burned with anger. But um, I would want to go through the exercise of even for the Gadites and Reubenites as uh, you know, what was really their intent. And if it was wrong, uh, I would not want to allow that as an, I would not want that to be an example or a model for us. I guess like, um, is the question asking God or asking like, in this case, Moses, right? Asking the, I, I think it's, you know, useless to be devious with God. God knows our motives better than we do ourselves. But maybe because here it's kind of, they weren't, um, the so my, ask was, mm -hmm. my question is not whether they can ask a question. Mm -hmm. The question is, is it okay to ask a question that deviates from God's revealed plan? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I know what you're, 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 you're saying though, Joe. I appreciate okay. it. Okay, uh, more uh, uh, further responses on what has been said or, or new stuff regarding the... deviation from God's plan. I think I understood the difference between um, that last point of asking God versus uh, deviating from God's plan. I know that, that uh, what the difference in that was. 
Well, I, I guess I was what I what I was trying to communicate was if God's plan is unclear, right? Like we have some like what they call prevenient will of God. So you know, pray without ceasing, rejoice always. You know, love the Lord God with all your heart. You know, we have these general kind of the will of God for us, right? But then you know when it's not so to me like you wouldn't ask is it okay to hate you god is it okay for me to just quit on prayer is it okay if i'm constantly like uh, an ingrate see to me that that's kind of that's what i would what would be saying is an inappropriate ask because god's will is clear in that matter but if you don't know whether you should like move to this new neighborhood you don't know if you should buy you know this vehicle right you don't know if you should sign up for this class or something right when the will is unclear i think then a clarification or what i what i put in double quotes as deviation i find that to be the, the kind of things that we should indeed inquire about god and maybe even change uh, uh seek to change our understanding of what what that will is so to me it's not really like to me, what I'm saying is don't um, go against God's clear will, but when his will is not um, so definite, then uh, to make us to seek clarification or even, you know, possibly a modification, because this was a modification of God's will, right? God's will for them was that they settle in Canaan, but it turns out to be acceptable because I want to say well, the way that I understood it was that their what they were looking to do, the kind of land, the kind of life that they were looking for in Transjordan was akin or close enough to the land that God wanted them to have in Canaan. So when we, when we are within this, like the similar kind of scope or sphere of God's will, there is, again, propriety, uh, appropriateness, validity in that, but if we were seeking something that is, you know, contradictory or completely outside of God's will, then I would question uh, whether such um, motives or such um, requests are are good. I don't know if that clarifies. Let's but move I mean, on from that. Sorry, Tony. That's young, uh, but oh, yeah. but isn't that what Abraham did when he was pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah, and what? Uh, what Moses did when he tried to, when God said he was one, he was going to destroy Israel at, at Sinai, it went contrary to his revealed will. Revealed will. Yeah, you could you could say that. So if if you want to make that point, go ahead. I think I, I've done trying to explain. If you guys want, to, I mean, to that I would maybe argue that you know that okay, you know, God's greater will is that people live. Right, but he had a specific plan about Sodom and Gomorrah, so God allowed. He indulged Abraham to, you know, plead for fifty righteous people, forty-five, etc. But again, you know, you know, let's not talk about this particular question anymore. In that manner, like if you want to come up with exceptions and 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 suggest that that that's. You know, I'm suggesting that we've kind of, I'm, I've kind of talked that out, so. Why don't we follow what Matt uh, Chin kind of 
brought up about the motives, right? Um, so what 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 did uh, what was Gad and Ruben? Do you guys think Gad and Ruben were really trying to accomplish? Well, um, I don't know. This from the first few verses, it it's pretty much kind of says that they saw a land before them that was suitable for their own livestock. So pretty much it was, I guess, selfishly that this land is good and it could be put into good use for my own clan. And so let's go ask Moses for this land. I mean, so I'm not sure if there was any, um, if there's other motives other than, you know, other than their selfish reasons. I just can't see any other positive reasons for that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, do you think, Matt, that getting the land itself was wrong? Because they did have, you know, all the tribes were going to receive land, right? And there's no, there's no indication that this land was better than Canaan. In fact, maybe it's worse, right? Because that wasn't, uh, you know, Canaan had special properties, I think, that that was extolled in other places. So was it wrong for them to desire this particular land in and of itself? See, that's, I guess, that's what I was thinking that if it's God's will that they get inheritance, whether it's in Canaan or whether it's next to Canaan, uh, I'm wondering if that is problematic. My first reaction would be no. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was to the exclusion of other places or it was a special land that they kind of were greedy to, to, to kind of, you know, claim for themselves, I, I could see, you know, motive, motive problems there, but um, it doesn't seem that the land itself is the problem. It's, you know, Moses is not mad that um, they're asking for land, right? It, as I read it. Yeah, I'm not sure because I'm right. Like you said, they were, each of the clans were going to get a plot of land. And, but they saw that this land before them was actually very good. So did they jump the gun uh, and say, well, God's gonna give us this, give us a pile of land. Why not give us this particular pile of land that is very good for our livestock? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, right. So I, I, my, my, I, I'm saying, I, I believe that it's okay to ask for that land. Um, but it's it wasn't okay if they had other motives and bad motives in mind. So I'm trying to have us think about what kind of to me in and of itself asking for the land was not uh, a major problem. It's asking for the land plus something that became the problem.
Okay. Is it that they asked for the land and also don't make us cross the Jordan with that part? Is that, does that trouble you at all or others? Um, uh, I mean, I guess like th that's the, um, what Moses is uh, getting, he, he gets uh, sort of accusing them, right, of repeating the error of their you know, earlier generation. So is it them getting cold feet about going into the promised land? So they're, you know, saying, let's, let's just, this looks pretty good. Let's just take this. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I, I'm having trouble sort of t sorting out like the, you know, what was exactly going through their minds. But I mean, I guess it's it, like what Matt, Matt Hua said that it's kind of hard to ascribe. I mean, it, it does seem, it does sort of sound like in the beginning that they're trying to shirk their kind of responsibility in some way, but then they sort of come around um, and, and, and say that they'll help out. But it doesn't, I'm not sure that that was like what they intended from the outset, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the big question. Like, what were they, you know, what was the kind of the sequence of their thinking? So, you know, if they want, if they asked for the land, but refused or didn't, weren't interested in conquering Canaan, doing their part in uh, the promised land, um, helping their brothers, I think that would have been, that is what Moses gets uh, all kind of bent out of shape about, right? Because um, that is a deviation from God's will. God's will was that uh, all of the tribes uh, together as, it, as, as one nation um, dis, uh, you know, dislodge and overthrow the, the Canaanite uh, possessors and then take the land that God wanted to give them. Right? So if the Reubenites and Gadites are refusing to play their part the military rule and all they want to do is to settle in land that's already been conquered by all the tribes then that is uh at least in moses's perspective right, that is um you know that, that that's just riddled with problems right it's got selfishness written on it it's got uh it's got rebellion right refusal to uh you know risk themselves for the sake of their other tribes it's got um, kind of a timing issue, right? God wanted to do give all the inheritance once the land was conquered, but they wanted it early, right? So to me, it hinges on whether, uh, on, on that condition uh, of whether they wanted to cross over or not, whether they wanted to fight or not. So, um, you know, to me, uh, you know, it, it, I think it'll be helpful. I, I want to do a little more analysis on, you know, what was really going on in their mind. But uh, I would distinguish, as I tried to do, um, that asking for the land was not uh, by itself a problem. It was asking for the land and refusing to help their fellow tribes get their land that would make this uh, a sinful deviation or inappropriate ask um, to Moses. So any, anyone want to weigh in on that? 
Um, do, do you see, is that something that um, is, again, hold off on really trying to figure out what they were thinking, but if those were the, either they, they were, um, does my distinction hold in your mind about pursuing land or, or wanting land only, but wanting land through, let's say, and kind of a, either a, a easy way or selfish way or whatever, um, non-solidarity way, non-God's uh, will way, that's what makes it kind of, uh, that's what upsets Moses. Okay, so then let's think about the um, did they have um, the intent? So, so let, let's, let's, let's express it negatively. Indeed, they did not want to cross over and they weren't willing to help their brothers. They just wanted the land that they wanted. Um, do people think that is, you know, what's really going on? I guess the alternative, uh, a, a possible alternative is they really did want to, uh, they were willing to help their brothers all along, but they didn't communicate it well. Um, when they say, then don't, you know, then don't make our, don't make us cross the Jordan. It's regarding livestock and fam women and children as opposed to the fighting men? Uh, or is it something altogether different? Um, does anybody wanna talk about like what, maybe from the, your own experiences, what's really going on in their, their minds now? I mean, it, it, we, we probably, you know, we can't really nail it down but uh, no. uh, does anyone want to comment on that? Um, I think they probably did not want to go over and fight for their fellow brothers, but I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like they came to an arrangement after they discussed it with Moses and they did end up fighting and they said they were willing to fight. So for me, I think that's okay. Even if they initially might've had a different thought of what they wanted to do, because at the end of the day, they still, um, crossed over and were willing to fight um, and kind of obey God. So regardless of what they made, they might've wanted to do in the beginning, um, 
they were open-minded to at least, I think, I mean, I think they should get credit for at least speaking of what they wanted and being, yeah, like people were saying, like being open to obeying God's will if it wasn't the same. So, yeah, I guess that's not really painting them in like a negative light, but I do think that they probably did not want to do that in the beginning. But to me, I'm like not focusing on that as much because I think they still ended up fighting for their brothers. And I I feel like it's kind of a compromise. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, Other other angles or either echo what Alice said or maybe take a different approach. Well, I think a good number of them probably didn't even think about that question up front. Probably, you know, when they saw the land, like it's kind of big, we just have this land. And as with any group of people, I think probably for those people who actually thought about that question, there are probably some that would want to and probably some that wouldn't want to. Um, and, but um, I, I think even the people who perhaps didn't want to, you know, at least are amenable to be persuaded. And it seems like it's gonna happen. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think just, you know, we're not talking about one person making a decision, but we're talking about entire tribes. So I'm sure there are people, you know, in probably either camp who thought that way. And, um, you know, probably even people who didn't want to do it, you know, they, they can't kind of cling on to that thought when, you know, the community is confronting them. And so I think they, you know, they will really change their mind when, so that's my feel about it. Thank you. So here's the thing, um, why were the Glad and Rubenites, were they short-sighted and not willing to take the land in Canaan? Because um, I felt that they were short-sighted in that because they did, did they know how good or bad the land was, was going to be? Um, I, I think, you know, they had, they were privy to like all the reports, like the spies remember that came back and told them what the land was like is great land, you know, a lot of resources, but there's giants living in there. So, you know, it's going to be hard to, to fight against them. So that might've made it less attractive, but the land itself was probably attractive, but for some reason, the, 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 the grazing potential, the, you know, raising animals was, they felt was sufficient. In, in Transjordan. Because oh, I was just thinking about <clears throat> after their conversation, you know, Moses goes and um, tells um, what was it, the, the priest, and basically tell all the other leaders of their conversations, right? That if the, uh, the Reubenites and the Galites, if they don't come and join you in battle, then they will take whatever, they must accept the possessions with you in Canaan. So as if like for the whole tribes, all the tribes to understand 
what was the understanding. So it was just seems like, um, like it was just for everyone to be in the know, right? That it's clear of what was agreed upon. Um, but then I realized that maybe um, the Rubens and the Gats were short-sighted in, in, in wanting this land that they see before them as opposed to what God may have in store for them in Canaan. So, uh, so. Yeah, I think the, I feel like the land uh, was close enough and, you know, acceptable enough to God because God and Moses allows them to take that land. So, um, you know, I, I think that's okay. But the compact between the tribes to uh, do this work together, I think that's what's at stake. Um, so, uh, yeah. Any other uh, one, anybody else want to offer thoughts on, I guess, the narrow question we have about uh, what was going through their minds as they requested this land? I agree with Matt. I feel like either way, they're short-sighted because if their intention was the worst one and they just didn't want to go over and fight, they found out that they have to go over and fight. So they, they don't achieve that end. And then they come back to land that was not originally in God's plan. So it's acceptable enough, but it's acceptable enough. It's not like the original best. And then if their intentions were, oh, actually we just wanted the land, but we are willing to fight. Then it's just kind of like, why like why wouldn't you just go get the land that god gave you and told you was like the best for you i mean maybe there's an argument there to say that they're in possession of the land already the fighting has already been done and those kings have been the amorite kings have been defeated so like they it's like a, a you know a, a present interest versus a future contingency uh, kind of thing. So, but I think what I'm hearing from you, Chelsea, is that spiritually that, that could be short-sighted, okay? I wanted to kind of um, maybe go back to what Alice and, and I think Dave commented on it too, uh, to kind of introduce kind of Moses into um, our discussion. You know, I think I heard Alice saying that um, the outcome was that they, or there was a willingness and amenability by the people, by, by Gad and Reuben to, you know, join over. Um, and so, you know, even if they had the motive of not wanting to go over in the first place, that was okay. I think Alice uh, expressed it that way. Um, so then I would ask my second question, um, which I think kind of, we've already kind of looked at, started to look at, but did Moses overreact? Because I feel that his reaction if we think that he 
uh, if we think that they're they're okay with requesting the land without having any desire to help out their brothers if that's acceptable then i think we would argue that moses overreacted he kind of had a cow basically but if indeed he discerns that their motive is wrong that they want to get the free land they have without fighting with the brothers in canaan then moses's reaction is appropriate so I'm, I'm just going to put Alice on the spot. Do you, do you understand my question, Alice? And, and do you have any thoughts on that? Like, are you asking me if Moses's response was appropriate? Yeah, did he overreact or was it appropriate? Mm, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's also hard because we're just making a lot of speculation. I feel like maybe Moses in talking to them might have understood their motives a little bit better than like what I can do in reading this, but I don't think he overreacted. I think he was just saying the facts of what happened before. Um, but but then doesn't that weaken what you said about it's okay if they came to Moses and requested the land but had no desire to fight. Isn't that what he's upset about? So if you're saying uh, that his upset is okay, doesn't that mean that the, the, the tribes, if that was their motive, that was wrong? I don't think he was telling them no, though. I, um, I don't know how to respond to this, but... I think he is, I mean, maybe he was upset that they asked, but he was explaining, you know, what, what happened before and maybe explaining what his perception was of their motives. But I still think it was like a conversation because I think he still could have, I mean, he had a choice to just be like, no, you're not going to get this and you pissed off God. But um, he kind of, explained it in this way and i think because of that they were willing to you know say oh you know like yeah we'll fight if we can have these pens for pens and cities for mm -hmm. our loved ones but the, the way that i read, read moses is that um the reason that he reacted this way was because he was afraid that they were basically wanting the land without helping fighting. So to me, that is the that is an actual kind of, we don't know the exact answer, but I'm pushing back on it's not okay if they did if they came to him with either the active refusal to cross over and they only changed their minds because he 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 had a cow or uh if i would also maybe i could bring dave back into the conversation and say to me the Gav the gadite and the reubenite leaders should have known better to have approached moses with uh anything but an understanding of their responsibility and obligation and solidarity 
with all the other tribes. So, okay, some of the people may not, of course, who wants to go fight more and risk lives and stuff, right? But the, the clarity of mind for the, at least the tribal leaders should have been there. So I, I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying, but go ahead. I mean, I think, like you said, Moses probably anticipated that those were thoughts that people have, you know, entertained. And um, so, you know, I think it's probably not like a clear cut thing. I think, you know, within everybody, there's doubt and within a community of people, there's disagreement and, um, you know, or not to sound racist, but you know, I've dealt with Jewish people. <laughs> you know, it's not, it, it's, you know, it, it is a way of negotiating, you know, in these things. You know, these Gadites and um, Reubenites, they are taking a, you know, I don't know, gamble is the best way to say it, right? They are asking for this land that is possibly not the best land, right? And um, so, you know, it's possible that they think, yeah, maybe we can get it and, you know, we'll just settle here. It might not be as good as everybody else, but maybe we don't have to fight, you know, we'll just settle down and we'll just live here. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think those thoughts probably have been entertained, but, you know, I also kind of, commend them for even if they have those thoughts you know at least they were at the position that you know but we're not going to shirk off our responsibility if everybody else wants to go fight i think if nobody else raised an issue yeah they could get away with it they might have and you know that's how we see it but i mean to get away with it i guess we're trying to establish like kind of uh, principles of, of conduct and, and whether to to avoid or, or to kind of, you know, follow, right? So we're not, you're not saying that. So, so I guess I'm trying to emphasize in my, I guess I, I'm trying to hold on to the idea that um, they should have known that uh, even if they were going to take their land there, that they had a, you know, they had a, 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 a part, a role, a responsibility to join their brothers in Canaan to, to fight. So um, if that was their understanding, I guess the model uh, that I would kind of hold up is to say they should have said that up front, say, Uncle Moses, we know that we, we're going to have to go into Canaan to help, uh, you know, our brothers. But in, when it comes time for inheritance, we like this land. So can you give us this land? To me, had they come out like that, it would have saved a lot of, like, Moses's stress. And it would have avoided making this chapter so long, because hopefully, I think, you know, because that's what the result was, right? Moses 
made a covenantal thing and he put them under oath and you know made all these conditions because he wasn't going to be around to make sure that it, it was implemented but uh, Moses was clear that you know these guys are obligated to go and um, you know so had they been clear then he wouldn't have they wouldn't have had to negotiate uh, what they did so to me that's kind of where I'm hoping that we can learn the lesson from because you know I, I don't think I need to say like don't be selfish and you know shirk your responsibility and try to you know <laughs> try to finagle out of you know risking your 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 body and your money when other people are doing it because you know of course we know that that is not something to kind of emulate um so let's just let's just say there was an ambiguity and so maybe that's where that's the point where we can press right let's try to you know over communicate kind of thing right get get clarity on it uh and stuff so and uh yeah and please don't let's not bring in other even if it's a personal experience, I don't really want to connect any particular, you know, uh, group or or, or 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 type of people. Okay, <laughs> you know, because we, we all we all have you know our experiences and stuff. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, let, let's you know. I'm sorry. I've I've monopolized as I do usually the, the conversation. But other thoughts uh, either um, that people feel. Can I say something in response to that? Um, I think what you're saying, and I understand because I think you're trying to say that the people should have foreseen that and they should have been mature enough to acknowledge that to Moses. And I do, yes. But I think also, realistically, I mean, I can relate to these people who don't want to put in a lot of effort. I mean, they're just imperfect. And I think. I'm not trying to let them get away with wrong motives, but I, again, like I want to go back to the fact that they were willing to listen to Moses kind of berate them and also change, maybe change what they had said, because I think if you, if the lesson is, well, we should have, we should know what God wants from the beginning before we even go up to Moses or whoever, you know, the designated leader is right. Like to me, I, I would feel like nervous. Like what if I, what if that turns me off and makes me not want to even approach somebody right from the beginning? Like I, I just, I mean, we shouldn't give them maybe a hundred percent credit, but I still think there's something to like, be said about going up to Moses imperfectly and at least communicating what you want, even if it's wrong and being open to changing your mind and like having a conversation about that. Um, again, like what Joe like had said in the beginning of like um, being willing to obey. Yeah. Joe and Tony, um, because I mean, the way that you're saying to me, it's almost like you, could say like, we'll just be perfect from the beginning before you even approach Moses, right? But to me, I just am not a perfect person. So I think for me, I am taking away more the fact that they were open-minded and humble enough to like change their plan. Maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, that's not the model I'm proposing that we'd be perfect. Uh, but 
I'm trying to avoid, I'm, I'm trying to wonder how this chat, I mean, you look at the chapter as I think a happy ending, right? Or, or not necessarily a happy ending, but um, it, it, you know, a positive result came out of something like, I just look at it from Moses's perspective, right? He, here's a guy that's been trying to be faithful to God and he's, he's you know, bent over backwards to try to get the people right and, and stuff. And, you know, I don't think the people are afraid at all, Alice, in approaching him. They tell him, you know, what's on their mind. They, they've expressed, maybe not this generation, but, you know, for 40 years, Moses has, has heard nothing but, you know, crud from them and stuff. So I don't think that's like <laughs> the lesson that I necessarily, you know, strikes me right away that that this, you know, teaches us that, hey, you know, don't be afraid to, to be um, kind of authentic and honest about how you feel and, and you have to get everything lined up perfectly before, you know, I, I don't think that they were thinking that. I, I personally think that there was more selfish motives involved. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that isn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad too that there was a willingness to kind of, you know, either change or, you know, um, kind of reassure Moses that, hey, we weren't thinking like that at all, that we, we were actually, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, poor Moses, he has to kind of like bring up the rebellion again, <laughs> you know, and, and do and do go, go jump, jump through all those things. Because what I'm arguing is that it was like a communication weakness, at, at, at least. But um, I do, I, I am thankful that I think I'm with you on that, um, that the result is that I think, you know, a good result, which is the people do get the land that they desire, and the Reuben and Gadites maintain the unity of the group. That seems to be really important in fighting, right? Uh, Naps asked a question on Do the tribes that want to stay behind dilute the amount of troops and people that would be in the promised land for future generations? um dilute meaning that yeah that that would uh reduce the number of available troops I, if that's what you're asking i think yes uh and then the i guess there's there ended up being more land for the nine and a half tribes <laughs> that did settle in canaan i'm not sure if i answered if i'm looking at the question or I answered it right naps I was wondering, um, I don't know if someone wanted to respond there. Um, I was wondering whether like uh, one way to look at it um, is it's sort of like when, you know, we have a difference of opinion with somebody that um, sometimes it takes a while uh, or you have to kind of engage and, you know, go through some unpleasantness to like really figure out exactly where you're differing. Um, because I, you know, one, I guess I have a question sort of about like what the final arrangement was, because uh, I don't remember the details. Um, uh, but also like in the verse 17, um, you know, are they suggesting that they're, they're ready to go fight and go like on the front lines and be ahead of like, you know, the rest of the tribes? Because it makes me wonder whether, you know, 
where they started was they didn't want to go over the Jordan, but what was the reason? Um, and, you know, they mentioned this thing about having their women and children, uh, you know, having a place for them and, and building a place for them and stuff. And so was the arrangement that they would go fight, but their women and children would remain behind there. Because um, if that's the case, then I just wonder whether like ultimately what they really had for whatever reason cared about was that they didn't want to bring their whole families over and go and for whatever reason, you know, but they wanted to just have them stay there. But the fighting aspect of it, they weren't, you know, necessarily, um, you know, they were willing to go and do even the hardest fighting as long as they could have sort of what, you know, what part of not going over the Jordan maybe was more important to them, which was just that their women and children would be staying there. Um, and those, so like through this interaction, like they come out and they say, okay, well, can we just take this land and don't make us go over? And then, you know, Moses comes back and I don't know if it's overreact, but like, you know, he, he definitely like focuses on like, no, you guys, it's, you don't want to fight, you know, right? Um, and so then their response is like, okay, well, we'll go fight. We'll, we'll, we'll go, you know, be in the advanced lines and all, but just let our like women and children stay here. Like, does that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if that, does that like sort of, um, uh, yeah, I guess what I, I, I guess what my question is like, yeah, what's their attitude about the, the actual fighting aspect and, you know, what were their, mo yeah, again, I mean, it's what we've been discussing what were their real motivations for not wanting to go over? So. I think that's, uh, you know, one way to kind of splice this a little bit is, um, I think I said uh, as well, you know, when they say, please don't make us go over the Jordan, who do they mean? Like, is it the fighting men? Is it the women and children? Is it all of the entire tribe? So maybe there is whatever nuance there. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, that that might be one way to kind of do this. And, and um, I don't know, my, my, my kind of sense, uh, but I'm, I, I can't be sure about this, is that it's when Moses impugns their motives that they get kind of indignant and say, we definitely want to fight and we're going to be at the vanguard and we're going to lose more men than anyone else. It's almost kind of like they're overreacting to Moses's reaction. That that'd be my my gut response, but I I, I wouldn't. I, I it's not a principle I'm teaching, right? Um, this stuff, but yeah, um, I, I do. And, and and if this is kind of uh, uh, in support of what Alice was saying as well, that kind of the 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 the, the conversation string or the um, you know the what they end up kind of you know going back and forth um, helps them to, I think, arrive at something that is, you know, um, acceptable slash good, right? Because the, the, again, they, we, we learn more about what's going on as they kind of, you know, have some back and forth. Um, I don't think Moses overreacted. Um, I think like you guys were saying, the communication was not that clear from the beginning versus it sounded like they didn't really want it. They weren't going to go to the other side and, you know, selfish motives that they only wanted 
this land because it was good. And if Moses had said, sure, fine, you guys take this, I think it would have been really discouraging for the, the rest of the tribes. So like, well, why should we go over there and fight? We'll stay over here on this side of the Jordan as well. And we'll take, we'll divide up the land that we have amongst us. And so I, I think um, if nothing else to clarify, uh, I, I think um, Moses's reaction was, was, um, was a good one. It was, um, I mean, it was totally his prerogative to tell them, no, you can't, you, you have to go to the other side. Um, but yeah, I think um, if his reaction had been less harsh, I mean, what, what would keep the other um, tribes from saying, wait, that's a good point. Why am I having my women and children go over to the other side and risk um, being slaughtered? Okay. You know, I would also, you know, point out that Moses is not immune to overreaction, right? <laughs> the fact that he couldn't go to the promised land was because he, he, he kind of was harsher than he should have been, right? And, and God was not pleased. So uh, certainly Moses is far from perfect uh, as well. Um, you know, I have just a concluding thought. So if anyone else has, you know, wants to chime in, please do before we wrap up. This ends kind of, uh, you know, years later, it's, it ends in a dicey way too. Um, and if you guys recall at, at the end of, uh, of Joshua, um, the, the, you know, the conquest is complete or, or uh, you know, God is accepting, um, you know, what nations have been driven out and then the allotment happens, all, all that, and, and the people are settled. And there is a chapter where the, the Reubenites and the Gadites and the Mena, half, half of the Manassites, you know, they finally, you know, gather up their stuff and then they, you know, there's a send-off. They're appreciated and they get to go back now to their, to their you know, uh, wives and children and to their land in Transjordan. And as they go, once they get to the, their side of the Jordan River, it says that they built uh, a couple of like memorial or, or kind of a, uh, an altar, right? Um, as kind of a, uh, to them, their intent was that it would be a sign to all of the tribes in Canaan that, hey, we are one with you. Hey, don't forget us. You know, we are 12 tribes. We are one nation of Israel. And so it was meant to be in, a, a means of unity but the western tribes they misunderstand and think that this actually is an idol that as soon as the tribes returned they started worshiping other gods and so there is actually a call to arms there's actually a, 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 they're going to fight again the western tribes are going to attack the eastern tribes and then they have to actually talk it over and say, no, 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 we never meant this. We meant this as a, we don't want you to forget us and we love you and we're one with you. And, and then the Western tribes are very relieved <laughs> that they don't have to kill their brothers uh, and stuff. So 
I guess that's kind of in my mind as I think about communication, right? You know, had they maybe negotiated before they left, hey, is there some way that we can kind of, you know, covenant even deeper so that the, the Jordan River doesn't become a, a barrier uh, with us? We, we want to stay close to God. We want to stay close to you. What should we do? But they didn't. They kind of, you know, decided on their own that this would be a good, a good gesture on their part. Uh, but the Western tribes misunderstand it. And you know, potentially there's civil war, and and that just kind of like, oh my gosh, uh, you know this as as Peter said, this communication thing is is I don't know if he said this, but I that's what I heard Peter say. <laughs> this communication stuff is really hard, and 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 you know sometimes it it takes you know unpleasantness and it takes you know time and it takes a lot of wisdom and energy to kind of you know make this come through you know and I think you I think everyone here would you know, from, from your, from what I know about you and from, you know, your um, personal experiences and, and just, you know, you, the, 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 the kind of places you are in your lives, I, I think you understand that, that, you know, uh, communication, um, freedom of expression, I think all those things have come up today. Um, they are, they are precious and that, uh, you know, even if it's, even if we have to kind of make an extra effort, you know, put in more time, and, you know, uh, keep the email in the draft box one more day, you know, we, we have to you know, do our best so that we don't misunderstand and we don't unnecessarily ruffle each other's feathers and we don't, uh, you know, um, do, do things, miscommunicate, offend that in ways that, you know, are regrettable and vice versa, right? When we, don't we receive something or there's a communication that's kind of vague or potentially problematic that we try to be as patient as possible, be as gracious as possible. And, you know, really try to what, like, I, like, you know, the, our recent message, right. We live in harmony. We live in, 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 in kind of uh, peace. Right. I, I think, um, at least that was kind of the uh, what was running through my mind as um, I was studying this passage and preparing to share. Okay, I, I, I'm. That's that's it for me. Is there any last thoughts or sharings that anyone wants to offer? If Moses had clarified with them what their motive was first, and then they admitted that they didn't want to go over and fight, would his reaction have been appropriate? It's a good question. I think I, I, I think what you said, Chelsea, that would have been the best attack for Moses to like tell us, <laughs> say, uh, okay, readers, three thousand years, four thousand years later, whatever. I'm asking them because their motives are unclear. <laughs> he could have asked them. I think that would have, you know, saved a lot of heartache, a potential heartache, right? Um, and had they then said, no, we don't want to go at all. None of us want to go. We, we you know, we, we, we want our land and we don't want anything to do with you. I think Moses was, it, it, it was necessary for Moses to, you know, get crazy a little bit and correct them because that really was not God's will that they abandoned the brothers. Um, 
but maybe some of the heated exchange could have been resolved. I don't know. What do you think, Chels? I guess I'm trying to judge when it's appropriate to quote unquote overreact because if someone says something that is offensive, are you going to call them out in the moment because it's so offensive or are you going to wait and do it later because you want to preserve harmony with that person and the group at large that you're in? It's not like an easy question to answer. That's right. And uh, if we want to do another hour of Bible study, we could continue. Because <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to, um, like, uh, generalize it too much. But I think there is kind of a case-by-case -case wisdom potential there where um, I, I think it, it, it depends. For me, it would depend on the kind of the relationship and uh, the content, the substance of, of what is being, uh, you know, communicated. Um, I think Proverbs, you know, the, the, the DT that we've been sharing, it suggests kind of a cool head at first, right? But, you know, when, when something is so important, like, you know, as the safety of our kids or when, when, when something is really at stake, sometimes you don't have the luxury of patience or, or, or uh, delay in time. So, I think that has to be, you know, um, considered and evaluated and uh, maybe even kind of assessed uh, later on. Um, you, you, we can't really come up with the formulaic, at least I don't think. Uh, it, it really involves kind of a lot of factors and a lot of, you know, a lot of wisdom from the Holy Spirit um, uh, for that. Um, I think Moses can be like, um, you know, a little, we can pick on Moses a little bit because, you know, he's shown, um, you know, uh, flashes of anger and temper. Uh, at the same time, you know, as, as Young pointed out, when he um, interceded for the, you know, you know, foregoing his own success and, and the offer God gave him. Uh, he advocated and interceded on behalf of the Israelites. So, you know, there are times when, you know, he has almost infinite patience. And then there are times when he, like, as we've been talking about, even using the word overreacting for him. I, I don't know. Is that, do you have uh, some other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to go on a tangent, but. Um, if I can bring it home, it's like the, the whole debate around Asian hate and language being important. Um, so if someone tells me, go back to China, is it an overreaction for me to start re like reacting very strongly to that statement so that I don't have to encounter a situation in the future where that person feels it's okay to kick people over? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And I think it would to, to kind of, for me to, to, to kind of 
think what is the best way or what, what would what would be the wisest or godliest way it, it, it does involve like those factors like um who's saying it what what are they saying what what result do i want from it you know what are what is my reaction based on um I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of overthinking it, but um, I mean, in, in the moment, it, it, it would be hard to kind of <laughs> run through those factors, right? Uh, certainly. So I don't think I could fault people with um, how they react, uh, you know, if, if, they, if, they've if they've already thought about it and they're, they're reacting, let's say, in, in a way that hopefully advances you know justice and propriety and all that um but to kind of say uh in all cases this is the right thing to do in all cases this is not the right thing to do that that's a harder kind of summation for me at least for me but i i'm i'm, I'm glad that you know you're extend you're extending that you know there's a lot of areas to extend that to right like familial or spousal <laughs> kind of context um you know work situations uh, etc so yeah well why don't you let me conclude with prayer and uh if this is a, 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 a an ongoing uh conversation that we'd like to have that'd be fine yeah let's pray uh, heavenly father um as is, um, I think, um, almost normal in our study of the Old Testament. Um, uh, sometimes things are, are not super clear. Uh, things are not, there's, there's a lot of factors at, at play. And um, even some of uh, our, um, whenever we think about passages or uh, overarching connections um, uh, that can lead to um, um, more questions or um, it's, it's not um, easy to kind of work through uh, those things. And so um, I, I think it's helpful to study and, and to work, uh, try our best to work through them and really be uh, open to your leadership, the, the real time, uh, real presence of the spirit in, in giving us uh, insight and conviction and, 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 and the, the guidance in how we can uh, live out what you are trying to show us, um, trying to teach us. Lord, uh, the uh, kind of very uh, complex and uh, at times confusing relationship that the Israelites had with each other and with you. Um, I don't think it's that far from some of the struggles we have at times. So um, we pray that you will continue to uh, give guidance and as we finish uh, the book of Numbers um, soon, we ask for uh, yeah, your uh, reminders, your uh, the the, uh, the word of God coming alive to us in all the right times. 
thank you for the fellowship and uh, thank you for the chance to spend time with brothers and sisters tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.